Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for your time and for gathering together here on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew in the 26th chapter. It's a very long chapter, by the way. Uh, 70 verses long, I think, something like that. It's quite a quite a number of verses. And it's the account of Jesus uh, being arrested and being tried. And so the Matthew account is quite complete. Uh, Mark, Luke, and John all uh, say something about this, but they don't really add much information. There's a couple little nuances here and there. So we'll just look at the Matthew. So here's Matthew uh, chapter 26, verse 57 says this. Those who seized Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. So these are the religious rulers, okay? Verse 58. But Peter was following him, Jesus, at a distance so far as the courtyard of the high priest and entered in and sat down with the officers to see the outcome. Now the chief priest and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. So I can stop for a moment. We see what the purpose is, okay? We see what they're trying to do. They're trying to gather false information, any information, false testimony, to where they could put Jesus to death. Their goal was to kill Jesus. They cared not about the truth. They cared not about the falsehood of what somebody may say. They wanted somebody to say the things that needed to be said to where they could bring the judgment of death. Now, verse 60, they did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. So they didn't have any. There were, there were many false witnesses that came and said different things, and the things that they said was false were not told what those were. But they were not of the level to where they could make the decision to actually kill Jesus. Then it says this at the end of verse 60. But later on, two came forward. And here's what they said, verse 61. And they said this. This man stated I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. <laughs> so remember when Jesus says something about the, uh, tearing down the temple and building it in three days? And the gospel writer actually says he was referring to himself when he said this. Well, they take those words and they apply it to the actual temple of God and they throw that out as a witness, a false witness as far as interpretation of what he meant. And they're hoping that this would be enough to uh, uh, commit Jesus to death. So, verse 62, the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? And so he's wanting Jesus to respond to whatever they say, what those two men said. And the priest said, Why aren't you saying something? <coughs> I've had this happen before, <laughs> more than once, folks, where you'll be in a meeting or something like that, and somebody says something, particularly if it's related to you, and then you don't say anything, and you just wait. And then somebody else will say, well, don't you have anything to say about that? I had this happen somewhat recently. And it was actually pretty funny. And, um, and I went, about what? And they said, well, about what that guy right there just said about you. Don't you have anything to say? And I went, no. Because what the guy said was entirely accurate and was a correct observation. Okay, He was right. 
What they wanted was, hey, aren't you going to uh, give us any input on this? Aren't you going to try to defend yourself about this? Aren't you going to do something? No. Jesus didn't even attempt to defend himself against this lie. He kept silent, verse 63 says. But Jesus kept silent. He wasn't playing along with the game. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Now we're dealing with a different thing here. The high priest is getting tired of this dog and pony show. So now he's adjuring Jesus. <laughs> Don't you love that? I adjure you, which means I'm putting you under oath. I'm putting you under oath right now. So you swear to us by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. He is just cutting to the chase now. Well, good for him, maybe, though his motivation is wrong. Look what Jesus says in the next verse. Jesus said to him, you have said it. Nevertheless, I tell you, hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power coming on the clouds of heaven. And that sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven and the Son of Man, all of that comes out of the Old Testament, particularly Psalm 118. Okay, And so they freak out over this. Okay, Jesus says, hey, you said it yourself. So Jesus wasn't saying, I am the Christ, the Son of God. You said it. You've declared it. You've observed it. You said it yourself. And he says, but I tell you what, afterwards, after this is all said and done, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. That is actually yet to be fulfilled, but we will see that. Verse 65, yeah, they went ballistic. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And so he's looking at the council. He's looking at the chief priests. He's looking at all the other religious powers that be. They had what they were looking for. They had a testimony that would bring death. And he asked them, what do you think? They all answered, verse 66, he deserves death. Why does he deserve death? Because he looked at the high priest and said, hey, you said it, that, I'm the, you know, that I am the Messiah, I'm the Christ. Okay, You're the one that said it. And so they had what they wanted. So what's their response? Verse 67, then they spat in his face and beat him with their fist and others slapped him. And they said to him, prophesy to you, to us, you Christ, who is the one who hit you? You know, we're, we're familiar with this account. Most of us listening here have probably heard it our entire life. But, you know, I think we're still overwhelmed with what Jesus did on behalf of mankind. And then the bigger thing with me here is what the religious rulers did to him. For the sake of their religion, for the sake of their uh, traditions of men, Jesus actually tells them over in Mark 7, he says, oh man, you're experts. You're experts at ignoring the law of God for the sake of the traditions of men. Here they are beating somebody who they have now determined to be a blasphemer. They're beating him. And ultimately, very shortly, they're going to beat him to death. All the while, many of them, if not all, many of these religious rulers knew that he was likely the Messiah. 
That's a wild thing to consider, isn't it? Well, anyway, rejoice in what the Lord has done for us. Reflect upon it. See what the Lord speaks to you. Okay, again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.